Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Solomon, how are you, man? Thank you for taking the time. JR, I'm doing great. Good to be on with you. Thank you. Appreciate you. How is everything? What's the vibe like out in that, uh, I guess they still call it Sin City, maybe? Yeah, you know, it's about two teams, right, that have taken two different paths to get here. You have one with the incumbent great quarterback, that is Patrick Mahomes, and then the upstart and Brock Purdue had one of the most phenomenal seasons by any quarterback in NFL history, but yet he's still battling to get the respect that he feels he deserves. And I think the entire team with the 49ers kind of feel the same way, that they've got something to prove. In some ways, this is a rematch from Super Bowl 54, Chiefs, 49ers, uh, Kyle Shanahan, Andy Reid. They were all part of that uh, Super Bowl 54 game where they had a 10-point lead with about eight minutes to go right. and allowed Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs to score 21 unanswered points. So uh, this is their chance to kind of restore their pride a little bit. Well, Solomon, based on, on what you just said, and, and, and we know about the injuries. I know Amenahu is, is out uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs, and you think about the, the, the 49ers with their defense and their offense. Who do you favor in this game? It's, it's like revenge here. There's a revenge factor. There is a revenge factor. I think it's hard to go against Patrick Mahomes because he's just one of those guys that's the grim reaper. He is going to find a way to win. He is not only a talented player i think he's highly competitive it's going to take everything you got to beat him but the niners are they have a um i think they've got multiple weapons on the offensive side of the ball christian mccaffrey a george kittle brandon iu debo samuel uh and a really good offensive line um so i think it's going to be a high scoring game it may come down to whoever has the ball last it might solomon wilcox is joining us here the jr sport brief show on CBS Sports Radio, you mentioned, and I'm, I'm in the same boat with you, it's hard to take a look at Patrick Mahomes and bet against the guy. Unfortunately, we learned about the uh, situation involving his dad, the DUI, uh, on Saturday. This guy is so tough, this dude being Patrick Mahomes. Do you think that that creeps into his mind or actually getting onto that field be an escape for him come Sunday? Oh, absolutely, he, because that's his, that's his place. That's his domain, and he's... He's always been highly focused. Like, you haven't seen distractions creep into his life or creep into his game. That's why he's off to one of the greatest starts by starting quarterback in NFL history, um, already now playing. And yet, what, uh, another Super Bowl, his fourth Super Bowl in, in five years. I think that's absolutely incredible. Has a chance to win three in five years uh, before his um, 30th birthday, even – the great Tom Brady didn't do that. And so he's doing things that we haven't seen quarterbacks do before. And I think it's because 
He's just a highly competitive individual and obviously very talented. Yeah, very much so. Well, Solomon, we know, and Roger Goodell just at his press conference about an hour and 90 minutes ago, uh, went and talked about a variety of subjects. One of those is the fact that a lot of people find Taylor Swift uh, to be a distraction. As I stand here in the studio, uh, Travis Kelsey addressing the media, what are your thoughts on that whole spectacle? We know the NFL wants as much attention on the product as possible. I don't know that she's been a distraction. Let, okay, let's just walk through this a little bit. Uh, Travis Kelsey in the AFC Championship game was targeted 11 times. He caught all 11 passes. He wasn't distracted. I mean, never. What, did he drop one? Did he? I don't know where the distraction is. The Chiefs, uh, when by the time uh, Taylor Swift started um, sort of catching the eye of the camera, remember, yeah, it distracted us from the fact that they dropped a lot of balls and it helped people turn their attention away from that to uh, Taylor Swift. Uh, the team's gotten better. The economic impact on the Kansas City Chiefs, um, it, it sort of multiplied exponentially in terms of ticket sales, the cost of tickets um, at Arrowhead Stadium. It's brought to the game uh, younger eyes of the female persuasion. Young girls are watching NFL football because of Taylor Swift. He's moving the needle economically in our game and in our sport. And uh, why do you think the NFL and the networks keep putting the camera on it? So I, I think this, this is people who are watching the game. Why do they have the camera on it? Because the league is making money. That's why. Always about the cash. Former NFL defensive back, current host of the opening drive on Sirius XM NFL Radio, Solomon Wilcox, is joining us. This year's press conference with Roger Goodell was invite only. And I, I believe there was a particular question about workplace diversity that he did not necessarily want to address. It was still posed to him. Uh, based on all of your experiences from a player, someone also now working in the industry, why do you why do you see this question still popping up? And why is it such a situation where the NFL, or at least Goodell, is just like, hey, I'm sick of answering this three years in a row? Well, I do know that Commissioner Roger Goodell has really worked hard to, um, you know, work for diversity in the workplace. The league itself, as you well know, who had been sort of antithetical to the plight of, you know, Colin Kaepernick. They did a 180 and literally everything but an official apology to say, you know what, we were wrong, and we need to do an about-face, and they did it. Um, and rarely do you see institutions and uh, corporations of this size and magnitude admit that and then allow the actions to speak for the fact that they're willing to go into a different direction, whether it's the Rooney Rule, whether it's the hiring of of Jay-Z and Rock Nation um, to sort of add a whole different flavor to the way that the game is presented across its uh, family of networks. And so um, I think that was a more direct hit to Roger, and, uh, and I think Roger wanted to handle that differently. And, but look, reporters have to do their job. They're the fifth estate, uh, or the fourth estate, excuse me, and they should be able to ask some of those questions. Um, but by and large, I think you also should be able to handle it in a more respectful manner. So I do. I feel uh, and understand how it works on both sides. At the end of the day, um, we have within even even the National Football League, uh, we do have at the top 
in critical areas, particularly how these stories are told and who are telling these stories. That's why they missed in the first place on Colin Kaepernick, because there's no one at the managerial level helping them to get it right when they're starting to figure out, okay, what stories are we going to cover and how are we going to tell these stories in a more fair, balanced, and more accurate way? And had they had someone um, on that level, at the executive level, who's a minority, maybe they would have helped them get it right, right, and save a lot of pain and anguish. Ultimately, they did make the bow face, as I said before, but I, I think these are appropriate questions, and I don't consider them to be inappropriate at all. Yeah, and Solomon Wilcox is here with us, the JR Sport Brief Show on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, you know, I, I've been in these press conferences, gigantic ballrooms, huge ballrooms to have it brought down to a uh, invite-only level was not not surprising, but a, a little disappointing in, in that regard. Uh, as we talk about hiring, we do know that there were two head coaches who were hired or at least introduced today in the NFL. Uh, Dan Quinn up with the Commanders, Raheem Morris uh, here in Atlanta, Georgia with the Falcons. What do you think about those hirings? And uh, granted, both teams need quarterbacks, but do you think they're getting off on the right foot by hiring those two? By hiring which two again? Uh, Raheem Morris with the Falcons and Dan Quinn up in Washington. Well, yeah, look, uh, you know, over, what, the eight head coaching vacancies, you had four who were minorities, uh, three African-American coaches, and uh, Dave Canales, uh, Latino, a career coach of Latino descent. I think only time will tell if these were good hires. I mean, we have to allow them um, to sort of uh, prove that they were worth the opportunity that they have been afforded. Um, look, I, I think the Washington commanders wanted to go in a different direction, but then I think when Ben Johnson decided that it wasn't the right place for him, then I think they fell to the next uh, coach available that they had second on their list. That was Dan Quinn. Um, I, I'm not excited about the hire there, um, either as a head coach or the offense coordinator. I'm really gonna, I'm gonna wait and see to see how it turns out. But it doesn't get me excited. Um, it just, for whatever reason, I'm not feeling strongly encouraged after that move. Raheem Morris and the move that they made. Remember, they could have had Bill Belichick. And as I read in one article uh, that Arthur um, Blank didn't feel like the juice was worth the squeeze, that there would have been um, significant changes at the high level of that organization. People were going to be told when to work, how to work, and where they would work from and what parts of the building they could be part of, that there would be several people maybe not retained. Mm-hmm. Then Arthur Blank wanted to protect his people, didn't want to go in that direction. Um, I kind of applaud that move because I don't think you should be sending – people home and displacing families that have nothing to do with wins and losses, but they're part of your business operation. Raheem Morris, I think, seems to be at least on its face a good hire for Arthur Blank and the Atlanta Falcons. Let's wait till the game starts, and we'll really find out. Ms. Solomon Wilcox is joining us, the JR Sport Brief Show here on CBS Sports Radio. You know, just to, to get another coaching question in there, not necessarily on the NFL level, we all saw what Deion Sanders did in his first year with the Buffaloes, where I know you are very, very familiar with. What do you think about the evolution of coaching in, in college? We see Nick Saban stepping down. On the basketball side, we've seen some stars go down in, in Coach K. 
Do you think Dion, because of his standing, is going to continue to have success, or are we just going to get more of a hodgepodge going into the future? There doesn't seem to be structure. That's a very good point, and that lack of structure leaves it to being kind of like the wild, wild west, right, with no clear direction. You don't have direction. You don't have vision. We're sort of just all over the place right now. The landscape of college sports has changed dramatically, and I don't think it'll ever truly be the same. Now, that's not a bad thing. There needed to be some growth. There needed to be some innovation. For as much as we love tradition, we also know that there was some things that needed to be fixed, some things that needed to be addressed and needed to be changed. Look, I covered college basketball at the highest level, including the Final Four. I covered, uh, obviously, NCAA football um, for a long time. Uh, this was a model that was going to be changed. The NCAA had a chance to fix it. They were told by the Supreme Court, you're not going to like our decision. We suggest that you come up with a model and present it to us before we render our final decision. They abdicated their leadership and uh, did nothing. And now they've left, they left this wasteland, right, <laughs> of, of really with no rules, no clear direction, Subsequently, soon, just as that announcement came down, do you know what happened in college basketball? Two great coaches, uh, Roy Williams at North Carolina and then Mike Krzyzewski at Duke, immediately said this is going to be their last year coach. And then we find two years later, you find a guy like Nick Saban saying, ah, that's it for me. <laughs> I'm out of here, right? Because it's like quicksand. The ground keeps moving. Things keep shifting. Players can just up and leave and go whenever they want. Not saying that's a bad thing. Coaches have been able to do that. Now the players could do it. Some coaches don't find that a palatable situation for them. Okay? And, and, and dip, but when you have players, I just want to know, 10 years from now, what school are they going to go back to as their alma mater? What, oh, what school are they going to take their kids to to say, hey, here's where I went to school. This is what we left behind. Here's what we did. Here's my band of brothers that we played with and that I grew with. Like they got four or five schools they're going to be trying to attend, you see? So um, all of those things, I think, hang in the balance for really just having some tradition and having some consistency within the marketplace when it comes to college sports. Oh, and it certainly looks like, the, as you said, the landscape is going to continue to change and change and change, whether it's unionization uh, from the players being looked at as employees and conference changes. It's just the wild, wild west. But, Solomon, as we talk about change, not just with your own work on air and, and being a former player, you've also been very forward-facing when it comes down to athletes and, and, and health from an entrepreneurial route. What have you been up to in that space? You know, I've gone to work with a great company by the name of Vericell, and they've brought – really new and creative, innovative treatment to repair cartilage damage in the knee. They brought that to the marketplace. It's called Macy, M-A-C-I, to help repair cartilage damage in the knee. Many of us, whether you're a weekend warrior or you're a former athlete or even a current athlete, you're dealing with knee pain and cartilage damage. You want to go to your doctor. You want to ask them about the Macy treatment. It allows uh, physicians to use your own cells to regrow your cartilage. They go in and they take just a snippet through a scope of your healthy tissue, your healthy cartilage tissue. They can grow it on a collagen membrane and then go back in and reinsert it. It adheres to the healthy tissue and smooth out 
those areas that had been rough, that had been sticking and been causing a lot of pain and help you to have full recovery, right, and keep you from deteriorating oh, to the point where you're bone on bone. So just go to the website at Macy.com, M-A-C-I.com, to find a doctor in your area and find out more about the treatment. Solomon, you know, uh, for the better part of 20 or 20 years ago, maybe more than that, you know, my doctor told me, he said, man, you got no cartilage in your knee. We got to go in there and, and clean it up. I said, man, I'm, I'm in high school. I'm not doing this. So this, this might have to be something I'll look into, Solomon. Thank you, man. Definitely. Thank you for having me, JR. Appreciate Absolutely. It. Where can people follow you and your work? Tell us, Solomon. Go ahead. Uh, why don't you go to uh, my, my ex? We're on Twitter and on X, at Solomon's Wisdom. And uh, you can listen to Sirius XM NFL Radio. I'm the host of The Opening Drive, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday. Hey, Solomon, always a pleasure, man. Enjoy the week and the Super Bowl and all that good stuff, okay? All the best to you, JR. Take care now. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.